podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Sometimes saving money takes work. Like when you have to walk an extra block for that coffee deal. Or battle pop-up ads to get online coupon codes. But when you switch to Xfinity Mobile, saving money is easy peasy. You'll save up to $400 a year on your wireless bill. And you can even get $250 off when you purchase an eligible smartphone now through January 4th. So you can do the same thing you always do. Just with more money in your pocket. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Wireless savings compares to averages of top providers. Xfinity Internet required. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. One man can do Only chance in my team like Man U. Thank you, man. Mars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man, you. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Muga, also known as Make United Great Again, the content kings of the Touchline Fracker podcast family. Gonna go around and introduce my guests this evening. Start with Desu. Desu, how's it going, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How, how you doing? Yeah, we're good, man. You know, staying alive, trying to uh, dodge the Corona, as we've been advised to do. Uh, the, my... the, the, the streets say I'm back to carry the team again. So I've been missing the fourth. Really? Team. What what streets? Man, all the streets, bro. They're calling me everything. Everyone who's saying that probably has the last name Disu as well, man. Um... <laughs> Uh, Michael, how's it going, mate? What's going on? What's going on? We're good, man. Staying woke, as you advised us to do last week, you know? As always. As always. Good, always. good, good. Good to hear you, bro. Good to see you. 
Uh, Seb, how you, how's it going? Hey, the real MJ's here. Yeah, you, you your work, your work is that, is that a cigar? The real <laughs> hey, MJ. That's a cigar. <laughs> Oh, oh, hey, the Royal MJ's here, mate. You can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <The> Royal, the... <laughs> Come on, lads. Come on, lads. He's probably been online betting all day, man. That <laughs> goes, man. It's how it goes. It's how it goes, man. It's how it goes. How you doing, man? You, you've, been putting in, you've been putting mad work in the last couple of weeks, bro. Interviews, you're hosting pods, uh, you're smoking cigars. Like, hey. You are literally putting the team on your back. I, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. Uh, we love it, man. We love to see it, man. Mm. All right, cool. Did, what did you say, Jisoo? That's why he's pipping. That's why he's pipping. He held it down. Now I'm back. Normal. <laughs> One of the two of you is Rodman. That's all I know, isn't it, man? <laughs> It can't be me. All I know is I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, discuss uh, that among yourself, uh, with it? No, I don't, um, how, I don't, how, can, how can Seb tweet me? I'm definitely Rodman because I wear the same trousers. I want to swing it. I could be swinging, boy. Oh, All right, then. And the pink boots. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. I hear him, I hear him. I'll back that as well, Seb. All right, with that being said, well... We'll catch up on the week, United fandom. Uh, first thing I want to touch on, discussed uh, by Wayne Rooney, came up on the Sunday supplement yesterday. He was talking and looking back on LVG's time as United manager. So uh, it seems that our Wayne, very big fan of LVG, uh, said that was a manager that he learnt the most from. That's a, that's a big shout. Some may take that as a bit of shade towards Fergie, but we'll just call it what it is. Uh, he was a big LVG fan. He thought LVG should have stayed for another season and things were coming together. Uh, this led to quite a, a, a discussion in our chat. So really what I want to talk about are the managers who came in after Fergie, uh, how we thought they did and how we would rank them. Um, so let's start. Uh, Seb, what, what were your feelings on Rooney's com- uh, comments? Are you a big Wayne fan? Mm. Um, I, I, I can see where he's coming from because if you look at the the managers that we've had in regards in regards to actual coaching LVG probably has he's probably the one with the clearest idea of what he wants whether the application of what he wants was you know was 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 there and you know obviously we all know the results wasn't there you could see that he was trying to do a thing you can see that for example players like Smalling were you know told to pass the ball out from the back and it was there was a difference do you know what I mean there was a difference and you can see what he was trying to do but for me, um, I, I totally disagree from a fan watching because LVG was like the first time. I rem- on my mum's life, on my mum's life, I remember this time so clear because what happened, yeah, so results, results going bad. And I think it was just before Christmas. I switched on to NBA on BT Sports. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I switched on to NBA before. Uh, I switched on to the NBA. I was like, all right, cool. I watched one game. I remember tweeting this year. I don't know if you will ever remember this year. I remember tweeting this. Year. I said, "Hey, bro, what's a triple double?" I've never looked. <laughs> I've never looked back since. Bro. I've never looked back since, bro. I've never looked back. Because, since, bro. That sounds like you're watching Russell Westbrook, bro. Hey, real talk, bro. <laughs> LV, hey, listen. LVG had me in the mud. I was searching for joy somewhere else, bro. Like. It, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I I done a straight um um glory hunting. I went straight to Golden State. I couldn't take no pain. I had to go to Golden State. I said, fam, yeah, Golden State. 
Drake's rapped about curry. I said, cool, I'm with these, man, still. This is who I'm rolling with. So, yeah, bruv, like, for me, that was probably, like, the worst time. However, I do understand from a football player's aspect, you can, you know, when a real coach is giving you clear instructions, but you know the players that are on the field are not of the quality to carry out those instructions. As a quality player, from Wayne Rooney's aspect, you're think, you're blaming it more on the players, not really the coach, because you're thinking, oh, like, yeah. I can see the idea, but these men are shit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I hear it from his thing, but, nah, God forbid, man. God forbid. Uh, Dissu, uh, think about uh, Rooney's quotes and the managers we've seen since Fergie's gone, so Moyes, LVG, Mourinho, and obviously now Oli. Uh, where do you stand in regards to the quality of coaches we've we've come through and what's your agreement in regards with in regards to what Waza said about LVG? Um, in terms of the quality of coaches, it's been um, nothing short of a disgrace, in my opinion. Like Moyes was an aberration, LVG was a mad genius. Like he will do wavy stuff where we see probably our best defensive football on the LVG because although under Mourinho we may have had slightly better defensive records. I don't think we were a better defensive team because a lot of it was DDT and inshallah. Whereas with LVG, we managed to stifle teams when... I remember one time Gary Neville proper analysed it quite sick way. He showed the gap. I think it was a Manchester derby where we beat them 4-2. It was like the gap between the back line and Rooney up front. It was so compact. The space was really, really small. So the way that United played, you could see how everything was orchestrated to a T from the triangles from the left centre mid, um, left centre mid, um, DM and left back and vice versa on the other side like he was very pattern coach but but he'll do mad stuff like Di Maria balling out playing left central midfield but were a bit were a bit leaky defensively because Di Maria and Herrera didn't really offer that much protection for Blind and Blind isn't like indeedy to get vertically to shut off all the spaces and our fullbacks were bumming on so he changed it to 3-5-2 and Di Maria was playing up front <laughs> which was weird and then he'll do stuff like Fellaini up front sometimes and then there's one game against West Brom and we lost at home I'll never forget the game he had Fellaini up front Ashley Young left wing Falcao on the bench for Fellaini up front Di Maria on the bench for Ashley Young left wing and Rooney and Van Persie playing centre mid like just doing Wait, people like refer to that RVP did a stint in midfield the link up play was alright still well, you, know, you want you want to up top to goals, yeah. You're sick. But it's You're sick. All the RVP and Rudy midfield and Fellaini up top. <laughs> but I think you saw the best elements in terms of a clear philosophy, a style of play, and I think some of his teams weren't very good. Um, some of the teams he put out, should I say, weren't very good, and they kind of overachieved. And he finished fourth and fifth, and he got a trophy. And also Marshall and Rashford really grew underneath him. Um, mm. Jose. I, just, I won't even talk about that because he was an abomination. Finished sixth, second, but his second place he was 20 points behind Man City. His goal difference, Man City's goal difference was almost the same as our points. So I don't really see that as an achievement too tough. And then he sees enough like he was about to, he got sacked and we were like 10th. So he was, wasn't great. And Oli, I'm not too convinced on Oli, but to be fair to him, in his fourth season, he hasn't had his best player. And his second or third best players, Marshall and Rashford, have spent a lot of time injured. And he only just got Bruno, so we have to give him another year to see what he's on. In terms of Rooney's comments, I understand that because from what I've read, in terms of the coaching aspect, Fergie wasn't really as well known for the actual intricate coaching. It was more Carlos Quiroz initially, 
And I think that's when United had their best spells in Europe because Kiros apparently was the tactical mind behind some of those European performances. And obviously, he that's when we started to get a few decent plays on the continent, like Anderson, before he started eating McDonald's, Nani, Ronaldo, all, Tevez, all those type of guys. And then Renny Mullenstein as well, who's had, who had a big reputation in United. So I can see why Rooney said that. And also, Van Gaal speaks very highly of Rooney as well. Van Gaal always said that Rooney's one of the most intelligent players he's ever worked with. So... Honestly, I really suspect in that regard. Cool. Uh, Michael, for you, uh, looking at the players, um, managers we've had since Fergie retired, uh, so again, Moyes, LVG, Jose and Oli, how, how would you rank those four, four managers for you, from best to worst? Yeah. I think, you're right, first with the Rooney comments, obviously, I know him and Sir Alex don't really get on and I feel that Whilst it's probably a little shade, a little bit of a jab towards Sir Alex's direction, unless they've settled it recently, I don't think I've heard about that. I think it's a little bit, jab, a little bit of a jab. But Moyes, obviously, Moyes was a joke team, um, so he's near the bottom for me. LVG, with LVG, I agree with what the others have said. Like he had these tactics on Smash, he knew what he wanted to do, but it just wasn't the Man United way. Like he would slow possession football, build it up from the back. Whereas as a fan, you just want to see them attack, attack, attack. Um, and that's where the frustration for me as a fan grew with it because it's just like you watch a game and you know there's going to be a long 90 minutes and it's not meant to feel like that as a Man United fan it's meant to be you're meant to look forward to the game where I wasn't during that period um, and Mourinho obviously maybe, maybe I'm, a, I'm a sucker for his, his charisma and his personality but he did get a second obviously I appreciate we weren't close to the top but second is second um, so if I was to rank and Oli it's, I think it's too soon to really uh, give an opinion because with Oli we'll beat the big teams but against teams like what Burnley at home we're, we're scurrying to a draw and stuff so it's so frustrating I think he can gas the team up for the big games but for the games that are more routine I don't think there's motivation in the team but since Bruno came into January there's been a little bit of a change so time will tell Oli so if I had to rank them um, I would say just purely for results, I'll go Mourinho, uh, Oli, Van Gaal, then Moyes. Cool, cool. I didn't think I'd hear anyone having Jose Mourinho at the uh, <clears throat> top of their post for the United managers, but it, it, it is what it is. Um, cool. I think, yeah, they all had pretty interesting spells. I think. Moyes was doomed from the start, and I think that's why you tend to say that a manager shouldn't really pick their replacement because I think Fergie saw a bit of himself in Moyes, didn't he? Where he saw a, Scot a Scotsman at a smaller club that had a, a period of consistency. I wouldn't say he was successful at Everton because he didn't win anything. I think he got them to the Champions League qualifiers one year, didn't quite make the big leagues, but he got them to the Champions League qualifiers. So he saw a bit of himself in Moyes. But the thing is, uh, the board probably gave Fergie his flowers. All right, we'll, we'll go with your word. But the problem was that they didn't really want Moyes. They didn't really back Moyes. So Moyes probably was linked with some good players. I think he, Cruz said he was ready to sign on the dotted line before Moyes left. We were linked with Thiago, pretty strong link with Thiago as well. So, I mean, midfield's been a problem area for us for forever. Even when Fergie was here, midfield was up. If you look at Moyes here, also Moyes wanted to sign Harry Maguire then for time. So that was... Mm, from Hull. No, I, I think he was at Sheffield United sometimes. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I felt like 4 million, yeah. 
Yeah, so there's been a, there's been dispute on who pulled the plug on Thiago. Um, Moyes was saying it was Giggs. Giggs is saying it's Moyes. <laughs> Obviously, Cruz was there. <laughs> the United United tried to get Bell and um, mm. and Leif Moyes as well. So the players that they were targeting. Oh, Fabregas was one of them, I think. Or was that the year after? Ooh, no, Fabregas was that. No, yeah, Fabregas, Fabregas was that year, and then the year after again it was Jose. Yes, mm. I think Fabregas might have been one of those as well. So. He, he, he wasn't a good players, but we also like to Leighton Baines, which is a bit scary, but yeah. Scary. Yeah, he had a solid career. And then obviously LVG. LVG, he had a, a good mix of players. He had he brought in Marshall. Uh, he brought Rashford through. Um, he had Schweinsteiger. He brought in Schneiderlind. He brought in Daly Blind. He brought in Memphis Depay. So you're talking about quite a few names. Andel Di Maria, Falcao. Quite a few players played for LVG. And then you still had some of the old guard were still there for him. So LVG had a, a pretty decent crop of players. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a period where I think we played four games in a row and I think we scored one goal. And one of the, was that the game at Old Trafford, we lost 1-0 to Norwich. Oh, my days. I can't remember. They had a player storm through the midfield, yeah, some tall ass guy. And just, yeah, he did, he did what he had to do. He did the deed. Uh, <laughs> so when I think of LVG's time, I think players like Rashford and Marshall, they would have greatly benefited from LVG being here for a few more years. They would both be further along in their development if he'd stayed on as managers. They'd probably both be world beaters by now because you could see that he, he put the team on Martial's back and Martial was happy to deliver, you know? And that was a 19-year-old Martial. And he almost got us into the Champions League off of his own back. You remember that Martial said? Yeah, yeah I, I see you. I was, about, I was about to say that. Nah, I, I missed that. I missed that, you, man. I, mi- I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I missed I missed that I missed that Marshall store because not even gonna lie, he was restoring the feeling. When Marshall first came here, yeah, oh my god. I was gassed. I was like, fam, this is it. This is the you that we've been waiting for. In Jan or no, it was fair, it was fair because it was a it was the yeah. second round of the Europa League. Mm. And them two together were just moving wicked. Man. And, it's cr- and it's crazy. I think we discussed this in our group chat. It's crazy that Ever since LBG got sacked, Marshall and Rashford have never been consistent players. It's either one of, basically, under Jose Mourinho, because he came next, they shared minutes. It's either one of them was on the pitch or both of them was banished. <coughs> you see what I'm saying? And so... Because of Lukaku, isn't it? Yeah, because of Lukaku. Then Zlatan, obviously we had Mkhitaryan playing, Mata will play. Then he was in love with Lingard, who gave us a cheeky few months. Do you know what I mean? So the problem is that when people who judge them quite harshly, you've got to understand that these two have never actually, they've only, this will be um, Rashford's first season as a starter undisputed. Because remember, he was a starter for half a season under, under um, Van Ham. LBG, this is the first season. Then again, this is Martial's second That's season. madness, bro. Fully started. So we actually went out and spent what? Uh, 75 million Lukaku, so much wages on Sanchez, and Zlatan, um, Mkhitaryan signed as well. When me and Trudy, if we just rode the back off, Marshall and Rashford will be probably be in a better position than we are today. And we've mm. wasted a good two, three years of their development. So something that United fans need to have more patience with that they've had to share minutes with each other. Mm. And yeah. see what they, share and minutes what and even the system they played in. Yeah. Because essentially you want your attacking players to get reps in attacking mm. situations. More and more experience of it, yeah. More and more experience in these situations, over time you learn what to do, what not to do. That's what you want. You, don't, you want them back chasing fullbacks, kicking and running. Uh, we had some dark days, man. We had some dark, dark days. 
Um, LVG, did he, how many times did he beat Liverpool? Did he beat them twice? I think he beat them every time. He beat them four times. But then we lost in the Europa League to them. But we beat yes, them yes, yes, yes. Coutinho. Yeah, we beat them four times in the league. In, yeah, four times in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, Jose, not much to be said about that. It speaks for himself. Michael, your views shock me, sir. I don't want you to confirm them again. Still mute. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> And then obviously Oli, who we're, we're still going to have to give some time to, and obviously with everything that's happened, who's going to get more time than we, we had initially anticipated. With that being said, uh, the boys are back. The boys are back. So you, you, you saw the big four rolling up, four black jeeps. Come on. You had to flex on them. They ain't seen us in a while. We had to... We had to let them know what time it is. So I think at this time, we're all in acceptance that the league will be coming back. I don't think Europe's going to be coming back, but the league will be coming back. So um, I'm thinking probably mid to late June, the league could start up again. Um, it's going to be interesting. We saw Germany this weekend. Uh, Dortmund were very impressive. Most of the other teams look pretty rusty. Players have come back, put on a bit of weight as well. Um, what are we expecting? I think the good position our players are in is that they have more time to prepare. So even the ones who've probably not had the best diets and probably fallen off a bit, like four weeks is more than enough time for you to, to get back to at least being in shape rather than carrying that extra weight. So who, who are you guys looking forward to seeing once the league comes back? Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, you know the vibe, man. You really know the vibe, man. <laughs> Come on, I ain't gonna say too much, man. Not too much. <laughs> Come on, bro. You know, you know, you know, my boy just got a new tap to power up. So, oh yeah, you know, let's not. Yeah, so you know, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, man. My boy. Um, no, but do you know what? I, uh, I I touched on it on yesterday's pod. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I asked a question. Um, when I looked, when I went down, uh, when I looked uh, through the teams and I went down the league, I said, who stands? Um, you know who's who's going to benefit the most, yeah, uh, out of this. And I feel like Man United are right up there in regards to the break. You know we haven't ever, we haven't had Bruno, Pogba, Martial, and Rashford on the pitch at the same time, and that's fucking scary, bro. Like that's 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 scary. Do you know what I mean? And 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 to be fair, like it's one of those things where like uh, like obviously going through a global pandemic, call whatever. But if the season had continued, even though we was in a good vein of form, Rashford wouldn't have come back. Pogba possibly wouldn't have come back. And I don't, I wasn't too confident about us um, getting into the top four. Now with everybody, you know, coming back, Pogba has had a super extended break. Rashford hasn't played since what, January? Has had its ex super extended break. Martial, somebody, when playing consistent, ga- consistent games, he breaks down. He's had a consistent break. Bruno, consistent break. Do you know what I mean? The, the guy who comes in and shows up things for 10 games, Matic, the guy that he can give you 10 good games, yeah? He's going to fly high for 10 games and then dip. <laughs> he's only got 10 games left, bruv. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so he's had a consistent break. So to be like, when, when you're looking at the team and you're looking at the players on paper, it looks very, very interesting. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens. And I'm, you know... If the season does go ahead and it looks like it's it's gonna happen, I'm intrigued to see. Okay, 
like what what does everybody end up with, especially the attackers? What does Marshall end up with? What's his goal? What's his going to be? He's got what's good, what's his going to what's his goal return going to be? What's Rashford's goal return going to be? We ain't talking too much about James, but maybe Greenwood might start. Do you know what I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, Pog, uh, Pogba if he can if he can chip in uh, with a few. Bruno, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be real real interesting. Um, but as I've, I've also stated. I feel like the clubs that are behind us, obviously Sheffield's got a game in hand and, and Wolves are right behind it. Like, literally, it's all jam-packed. Um, they've been doing some secret underground training. Do you know what I mean? While the big, while the big clubs have been taking time off wrestling, yeah. watching watching the last dance and all that, whatever, these <laughs> Sheffield United have been running running under heel doing... And we can make our influence, um, you know, um, felt that way. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah. A- ain't nobody checking what's going on in Sheffield, isn't it? That man have been out, been local, been, been going on drugs. The, the, Sheffield, the Sheffield Dons will keep that quiet, man. Top, 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 top four of bust, my guys. Come on. <laughs> they're, doing it, they're doing it for the city, cuz. Come on. Everybody's eating. Everybody's eating. Because Chris Wilder putting the city on his back. Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time without football, man. It was so weird watching the, uh, the players without any real sound, everyone looking a bit sloppy, getting gas really quick. But I think, yeah, football coming back is obviously a sign that the world is heading in the right direction. So, yeah, the sooner the better. The sooner the better, I would say. Uh, that being said, going to get on to our throwback game this week. Uh, it was the 3-3 against Barcelona in the Champions League in the 98-99 season. Uh, some of you brain boxes uh, let me know that both group stage games were 3-3. Uh, the one we were talking about was a group stage game which was uh, held in Barcelona. I tried to be clever and be like, oh, the one where we were wearing the all-white kit. But it turns out that we were wearing the all-white kit in both the home game, <laughs> both the home game and the away game. So the one I was referring to was a game in Barcelona. So just to give you guys a, a bit of a throwback uh, to both teams there. Uh, Barcelona with the 4-3-3. Hesp in goal. Konowo and Reisiger, centre-backs. Salades and Sergi as their right and left back. Midfield three of Xavi as a DM. Rivaldo and Giovanni. Figo on the right. Sonny Anderson uh, in the middle. And Bolo Zenden on the left. Manchester United playing a 4-4-2. Schmeichel in goal. Good old Wes Brown at right back. Gary Neville at centre-back with Yatsan. Dennis Irwin at left back. Centre-mid partnership with Scholes and Keane. Beckham on the right. Blunkvist on the left. And then York and Cole up top. Uh, lads, you all checked out the game. Uh, what was your uh, takeaways take uh, from the game? I think this is you were talking about York and Cole. Yeah. Um... Like from what these throwback games that we've been doing, to me it shows that maybe York and Cole don't get enough praise because they look considerably better than their teammates. Like in just a, the technical level, the speed of play they have, uh, they just look much better than their teammates. Obviously, other teammates had unique skills. Like Giggs was an excellent dribbling player. Beckham crossing Shola was a mad thing, and he was putting some real, real amazing balls in this game. But them two were just crazy. Like the goal, the second goal. Um, the one two the dummies was just an amazing goal. And I think York's first goal, um 
the the striker and the near post keeper's got to do better than that, man. Jesus Christ, yes. never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of that brother. And then um, York scored. I think it was York again uh, who scored the third goal. Very good header. Oh yeah, those. Calling all carriers. Schneider's new Freight Power app makes it easy to find and book reliable loads instantly. So you spend less time hunting for freight and more time hauling it. Download the Schneider Freight Power app today. Available now at the App Store and Google Play. Do uh, in two games I've seen the Juventus um, 3-2 and then the 3-3. Those two are going to stand up performance from United's perspective for me. Uh, Michael, what were your takeaways? You were a real team player and you watched both games. Uh, what were your yeah, takeaways from the game when, when, the game with Barca at home? Uh, yeah, the new camp. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was funny, obviously, Gary Neville was playing centre-back and he didn't look comfortable. He did not look comfortable. That's that nation. I'm about to hear they put him there again, but he's retired now. <laughs> he was not comfortable at all. Sonny Anderson and Rivaldo were giving him bother. They were troubling him all game. Like even for the first goal, like the ball ricochets Sonny Anderson and Neville's nowhere near him. Nowhere near not tight enough. And even on Rivaldo did a little bicycle kick. So he's had a ball came, coming on the cross and he split the defenders and Gary Net none him or nor he was with uh, Yap Stam next to him. None of them got close enough. So, yeah, I think never had a shocker at um, centre-back. To be fair, it's not his position, uh, but against Barcelona, you can't really afford to... Um, you can't really afford to have your defence not on their top form, you know? Yeah, a real throwback. Uh, seeing Wes Brown in there just shows us how far back Wes goes. He was riding out in 98-99, yeah? And he was still there for the Champions League win in 2008. Um... Yeah, never got the business. It happens to the best of them, man. You're going up against a certified European level striker like Sonny Anderson. Um, Shamichael for Rivaldo's free kick. Let's talk, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that because if DDG did that, we're calling that a howler. I mean, Serbs called it the shit sandwich. So, or would you not have to make of that? That that was shocking keeping. He tried to do the thing where keepers anticipate the ball's going over the wall. But I think as of late, keepers don't do that as much because they start to get caught out quite often. But yeah, man, like he proper jumped and then Rivaldo was like, no, sir, not me, went the other way. <laughs> and it was peak. <laughs> it was peak. And because of the speed that it went in, it just looked so, so bad. Like, so, so bad. So it was a big howler from Peter Schmeichel. And I personally love to see it. <laughs> Why do you love to see it? He's like a legend. It. Why? No, not mine. Not mine. Why don't you like him? Wow. Boy, there's a, there's a situation of Ian Wright that I can't really talk about too tough. I'm just okay, I forgot about that. All right, cool. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We won't, yeah. we won't, we won't speak on that too tough. Uh, yeah. Beckham. All right, them crosses, man. Mwah. He puts them on a plate, man. Like, I think we've spoken about it before, talking about players who would do really well in this era. But his ability to pick out a man with his passes is really is second, to, is second to none. It's probably the best I've seen, man. Very few players oh. from, very few players I've seen who have that ability to consistently pick out their teammate and put chances on a plate the same way David Beckham, David Beckham did. Uh, Seb, what, what were your takeaways from the game? Yo, so my takeaways still. So my, t- <laughs> my takeaways, it's a bit mad. All I say is Beckham up and down that wing. 
That's what, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Beckham definitely up and down that week. Quality final pass. Hey, you can't go wrong. And as it this you said, I got an echo. You can call. <laughs> you can call phenomenal. <laughs> you you can call phenomenal. Very, would very I, underrated. Would I, would I be would I be wrong to say you haven't done your homework? Bro, 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 hey. You're hey. literally, you're literally copying your classmates' answers. All right, all right, one second, one second. I've got, I've got, I've got a new, I've got a new analysis. Gary Neville was playing. One. Gary Neville was playing centre back with Yapstam. Crazy. Yeah. He looked out yeah. of place there. <laughs> he looked, he looked out of place. So yeah, man, it's mad. It's mad still. Fantastic! Thank you once again, Seb, for your for your fantastic insight. Uh, what are you what are you drinking there, sir? Hello, man. You know the come vibes. on, man. Come on, fam. What's the the oh, come on, man. You know, you know, you know the vibrations. You know the vibrations. Uh, cool. So with that said, we're going to close up with some uh, listeners' questions this evening. Just whiz through them. We've got about half a dozen here. Uh, first question is from uh, Baller DB. Uh, I'm going to go around the room. And I want your answers as to why you've gone with each player. Uh, Pogba or Scholes at their peak? And I'm doing air quotes there because I'm not sure where uh, either player's peak was. Uh, I'll start with you, Michael. Pogba or Scholes and why? Um, I'm going to go with Pogba. I think he's more dynamic, can more box-to-box than Scholes was. He's got more of a physical presence. Can spray the ball as well as Scholes. Um, can probably get get tackle scores when he's tackling. There's always there's always a howler when scores goes in for a tackle. I'm always worried. Um, and shooting, probably finishing. Maybe scores edges it with the finishing, but still Pogba's a good finisher when it comes to it. So yeah, definitely Pogba for me. Pogba, um, Seb, Pogba scores at their peak. Um, yeah, uh, it's a hard one because um, as Michael said the tackling with Skulls, but I'd say the same thing with Pogba. I think they're quite similar in regards to what they lack and what they bring, but I just feel like Pogba does it at a... I don't want to say a higher level because Skulls done it at a higher level, but I feel like the the, the clear difference between um, both of the players is the, the, the physical aspects that Pogba brings. But then again, um, there's times where, you know, Skulls has boss the game so I don't know man it literally depends on the era but I, I do you know what I might I might have to say skulls man I might have to say skulls yeah skulls for me skulls and Dissy pop bottle skulls at their peak and why uh, it was quite a difficult one because it depends on how you evaluate Skulls' peak. Like, do you prefer his peak? Do you prefer when he was a box-to-box type midfielder or the times where he went off Van Nistelrooy and he was getting double-digit goals? He obviously is still a fantastically technical player in either aspects. Or do you prefer the latter aspect of Skulls' career where he kind of reinvented himself similar to Giggs to play deeper and he was able to kind of control games with playing two-touch and spraying balls all over the place, which was probably, in my opinion, my favourite version of Skulls. And that's when I became a Skulls fan. Whereas with Pogba, I think he's had a similar maturation where he's learned how to play deeper and start to pull the strings. I think the boys can agree he's improved with that a lot, especially if you compare him to Juventus days when, I think it was, you know the Euros that France lost to Portugal in the final where Koscione got headlocked in that, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> in that Euros, <laughs> that Euros 
Uh, they started with Kante deep, it wasn't working, so Pogba had to play a bit deeper. And I think they switched the formation around. This is when he was like number 15. And it was, he wasn't very good at it. He was very inconsistent. Now he's improved a lot. Um, I think I'll edge to Pogba because I think Pogba's just more mercurial that he can literally do something out of nothing with shooting, passing, dribbling, heading. Like, I think he's just, with his physical gifts and he's just flair, I think he's a bit more special than... Um, no, I think he's a lot more special than Skull, so I'll give it Pogs. Cool, cool. Uh, next listener's question comes from Ayoveli. Interesting name. Um, I know it's popular to slander Giggs on Twitter, but how does he compare to the other top wingers of his era? Examples, Figo, Nedved, etc., etc. Um, Seb, what are your feelings? Mm, I'm, one thing I say is I'm glad that I, I go back and watch the games because um, if you oh, just... Oh, you do, do you? Yeah, sometimes. But if you just um, <laughs> if you just listen to like Twitter and stuff like that, you would think that Giggs had no ability. Actually, Giggs had a lot of ability. He was actually a very, very smart and quality player. I don't think in regards to like people like Figo and Nedved, he can really chat to them, man. But I feel like being the tail below isn't uh, you know, isn't um isn't a knock on on, on, on Giggs because those those players will go down as, you know, the greatest, one of the greatest um, all-time players when you, when you talk about, you know, the whole world. Ryan Giggs will probably go down as domestically one of the greatest wingers. So I don't think it's a knock on Giggs. Um, but one thing I, you know, my favourite Giggs is because, obviously I watched him when he was a winger and stuff like that. But my favourite Giggs was the old Giggs, man. The old Giggs, yeah, because then I was much older and I was able to take in the game and then when he moved centrally, it just showed me a different level. Like I feel like for I prefer that type of that that gigs to the winger gigs, even though I know the winger gigs was probably better player, obviously younger, but the smarter in the middle gig, he he had a different level. He was bossing games in his mid, mid to late thirties, like proper proper bossing games, and actually you know t- coming up clutch, whether that be with a through ball or, or a long pass, or do you know what I mean? Just actually you know, really, really um, being very smart. And even though, like, he couldn't do the running, but just, yeah, some of the things he'd done were just next level um, at a Man United team. So, and he was competing at the the very highest level. So, um, I don't think he's, you know, Figo or Neved uh, level. However, he's definitely, definitely, um, he definitely was world-class and he will go down as domestically one of the best wingers ever. Cool. Uh, Michael, what are your feelings on uh, Ryan Giggs in comparison to his contemporaries? Yeah, Ryan Giggs was a top, 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 top player. Top, top player. Can, like, can, you, can you, yeah, yeah, can you, you're saying top loads of times. Yeah, no, no. Give an idea of what you mean. I, I think Ryan Giggs was up there. I think he's definitely in the conversation of, I think, one of the world's best wingers. In the conversation, I remember FIFA 2003. Not that this is a barometer. Like yeah, I feel like I was about to say, you're not, you're not, you're judging him by being on the cover of a... a no, 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 of course, that's not a barometer. That's not a yeah, barometer, go. but I, I think that... <laughs> go I think his consistency, uh, what what he would do create, creatively, um, I think he's in the conversation of world level. May not be the best, but I think you're talking about top, top wingers. You can't not mention him, yeah? You can't, you can't, if you exclude gigs, then you're biased. That's, okay. That's it. Oh. And I was throwing, we're throwing mud. 
All right, cool. Spread that mud, Cool. This is same question, sir. Uh, Ryan Giggs in comparison to the top wingers from his from his day and age. Um, from what I can remember, obviously when Giggs was really moving mad as a winger, my level to judge football wasn't as high. Um, so from what I remember, he was one of the better wingers of his generation. However, I don't really feel like he was ever like the top top done enough. Even like when Perez came to the league, I think Perez was a was a separate level. I'm not too sure how Overmars compared up to him. Obviously, he was better than Lundberg from what I can remember. But um, yeah, Giggs was uh, a quality player. And I think his quality shows a lot when he moves to centre mid, as Seb said. And like, he was bossing some games. I remember even one game, he played left wing. I think the Manchester Derby, that iconic one, the 4-3, where Michael Owen scored in the last minute. Yeah. Giggs, from what I remember, Giggs was dodging on Michael Richards. And Michael Richards is like an NFL player in terms of athletic ability. Giggs is an old man. <laughs> and if I might, Giggs might have said three or four three or four assists in that game. So, like, he was still able to move very mad. And even some of the iconic Champions League goals, you're just seeing um, Giggs play mad passes to players. Like, he's just a quality player. Um, so, I think Giggs is overrated and underrated in some, in some senses where, like, maybe the traditional United fans and the older fans and the media, they always have him as, yeah, the greatest or in and around the best ever Premier League player to play which is outrageous. He's probably not in the top 15 for me, personally. Because I don't think that, I think that you can actually see players better than Giggs. And similar to Maynard, I don't think he's in the top five. But at the same time, some fans talk about him like he was Rod Snodgrass. No disrespect to Rod Snodgrass, but like just a good player, but not like a top player. So yeah, it's, it's a bit of a matter of one. Um, it was interesting because I was in a discussion, I forget who I was discussing with, and they were talking about players with the most winners in Prem history. Um, and Giggs was like in the top 10 or so. And he wasn't a player that he's renowned for like being a goal scorer, but his name was right in there among um, Henri, Rooney, I think Aguero's name was up there, maybe Harry Kane. Yeah, but Giggs has played Giggs has played a good game, huh? Yeah, but goals, isn't it? To be a match winner, you have to score goals, no? So obviously, I say that for the proportion of his goals were key goals. Allow me, bro. I got one over the economist. Oh, shit. Put that on my CV. <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's end the pod now. Haradam's uh, <laughs> one. Uh, rank Keen, Skulls, Pogba, Carrick in terms of firstly ability and secondly contribution to United. So I think easiest thing is to do is to first rank them in terms of ability then rank them in terms of contribution to United, and then, as a combination, then rank them overall. So in terms of ability, how would you rank those four? Um, ability for me, uh, for just it would be Pogba, mm-hmm. Skulls, um, mm-hmm. Carrick, and then Keane. Okay, um, and contribution to United? Contribution to United, it would be, it would be Keane, um, Skulls, yeah. Carrick then Pogba. Okay. And overall? Um overall it would be uh skulls. Yeah. Uh oh, toss up between Pogba, Carrick yeah. and, and then no, sorry, Keen and then Carrick. And then Carrick. Um anyone uh, disagree with any of those shouts from Seb? 
Yeah, I think Pogba over Skulls. And I think in terms of contribution, I think I might have Skulls as the one who contributed the most out of all of them. Was that longevity, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. And also, um, Skulls didn't throw his whole teammates when he could bust. He's not chops. How about you, Michael? Do you, have, do you disagree with Disu or uh, Sebdef? No, I think I agree with Seb on uh, ability. I think that's... Uh, so just to reiterate, that was Pogba Skulls, Carrick and Keane. Mm. Um, and then on contribution, um, probably Skulls, Keane, Skulls, Keane, Carrick, then Pogba, just because of what has happened in terms of winning stuff. Mm. But overall, yeah, overall, I'd say Skulls, in terms of he was there for uh, both sort of Champions League wins, um, several of what is it all? All of the titles, if I recall, probably not some of the. Was he there for I think I don't think he was there. No, for no, the probably early, not some of the early night ones. And then the late, late. He wasn't around for 2013, obviously. But yeah, I'm, I'm not mad yeah, at that. So cool. He's in, he's, yeah, no, I'll go with that. I got a question from Martin underscore L ninety six. Same question as the main pod. How much would Lewandowski cost us and would he elevate us to the next level? Uh, I'll start with you, Michael. Uh, I didn't catch the name. What, what, what player? Lewandowski. Oh, Lewandowski? Yeah. What, is he available? What? Just listen. Don't do oh, Rodney. Okay. Don't do Rodney and start questioning people's questions. Just <laughs> answer the <laughs> but, uh, Is he oh, available? Just answer the question, please. He's a top, uh, a top striker, top baller. He, mm. he proved it at Dortmund and he's reiterated that at uh, Bayern. He will slot into the United team. He'll be our best striker if he came. And I think having that firepower would definitely, with a few more kinks, not just, with a few more kinks, will definitely see us competing next season easily. And how much do you think he'd cost on the market now? He's 30 now, isn't he? 30? That's <sighs> Thirty's the the the, the killer age in football, isn't it? Because you assume they've only got what maximum three more years at their peak, mm. but you're paying for someone who could probably score you thirty goals in those three years. Yeah, thirty goals season. a season. Yeah. So it will probably cost around a hundred mil, but I think what's sensible money is about sixty. Okay, uh, Dissu, same question. Uh, how much would Lewandowski cost us and would he elevate us onto the next level? Um, I don't think Bayern are looking to sell Lewandowski at any price, one. Mm-hmm. And two, especially because they don't have like a replacement lined up. So he'll cost us an arm and leg of what he cost us mixing his age. I don't, I don't personally think he's worth it. However, if we were to get him, it would definitely take us up to the level because the guy is absolutely insane. I think he scored like 40 goals in like in a mad amount of seasons consecutively. If you look at his goals to game ratio, row, five, yeah. five. Look at his goals to game ratio, it it looks like Pro Like he scored more goals than games this year, which is outrageous. Oh, wow. So I don't I think that and if you look at his skill set, he's a strong player. He's still pretty quick for his age. His technique is just superb. Touch on point. Left foot, right foot, can dribble. He can play a pass, he can head, he can link play. He's just a top, in fact, top, he's 31. Top. He's not even 30, he's 31. 
yeah, he's a top, top, top footballer. So he'll definitely take us up a level, and he'll probably have an argument for the best striker in the league along with Aguero and Harry Kane. So calm. And how about you, Seb? Yeah, man. Shout out this you who asked the question for stealing my question yesterday because I asked it on the main pod. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, as I said on the main pod yesterday, man. Uh, you know me, I'm a slut, bro. I'll, I'll uh, if you got a bit of quality, I'm a thought, Get me lit, yeah. Get me lit, man. Now, if you got, yeah, hey, you're drinking is... that LO, though. You're drinking <laughs> that LO, boy. Hey, <laughs> if if you if you got a bit of quality, hey, you know I'm all out for you. But now Lewandowski, he's got a bit. He's got more than a bit of quality. Like for me, he's probably the best number nine, as in pure nine, um, in the world. Um, uh, you said number nine, the same yeah. way you were saying one plus one last <laughs> week. So you said pure number nine. What, what do you mean by that? A player, any player that's playing centre forward through the middle currently, right now, okay, he's the pure, best. He's yeah? The, yeah, he's sure. the best out of them. Not the wide forwards, all those hybrids and whatnot. He's okay. the best um, centre forward currently playing right now. Um, so for me, as I said yesterday, I'd probably pay a cool 70 million, and that's off the back 31. of yep, that's off the back of seeing what Ibra could do, um, at Man United. Mm. Um, Ibra was a physical monster, though, yeah, not but I think Lewandowski is, is has but got Ibra a, was uh, like 6'4, strong, technically top, top level, yeah, like, but that's who you're David Lewandowski. Like I feel like they've got similar attributes. No, I feel like I feel like Ibra, I feel like well, I feel like Ibra obviously had a bit more, but you have to think about it. Lewandowski was Lewandowski is currently younger and is scoring at a higher rate than Ibra than when than when, than when Ibra eventually came to us. So I feel like that kind of balances itself out. So when you look at what Ibra could do, and he was missing a bag of chances, I feel like Lewandowski, you know, brings us right. a sh- like that's a straight title race thing. Do you know what I mean? It's if he comes okay. with the players we have Bullish. now. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Bullish about it, yeah? I'd pay that, yeah. And how about you, Jesse? I just asked it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Just hey. testing you. Give you a little chance. One one. One one. One one. One one. Game three. Right, oh, shit, he's brought it back. He's brought it back to Northwest. Uh, we're going back to Northwest for game three. Uh, <laughs> Mickey K69. Why is Dwight York not heralded as one of United's best forwards, especially as that was a four striker rotation, whilst bombs like drug burn burn get plaudits? I'm not sure I would agree with the, the comments about other clubs' legends. Let's stick to Dwighty. Why do you think at the time Dwight York's uh, reputation has not sustained? Because, like you said, Dissy, looking back at a lot of these uh, classic throwback matches, clearly a menace. Clearly a menace. Maybe it's um, the goals. That's the only thing I can think of because obviously, there was when he was at United, there was the four strikers um, mm. him, Cole, Sheridan, and Solskjaer. Solskjaer yeah. yeah, and if you look at them, I'm looking at his Man United numbers. They're not the most impressive. For example, he's got 65 goals, 152 games. So that's less than one and two. Mm. Um, he did get 29 and 51 in his first year. That's all comps. Then 23 and 47, which is still okay, around one and two. 12 and 38, then one and 16. So obviously, he's probably at the tail end of his career. But um, I think it's mainly due to the fact that um, he was never a prolific goal getter. Even for um, Aston Villa, he was 98 and 287, so that's not very prolific at all. Mm. So you think so it's just the lack of goals, yeah? Yeah, really and truly, like, 
it's, it's the goals thing. Like he, he wasn't prolific enough. And he says, as a striker, you you know you're just primarily on goals unless your name's Robert Firmino and you can um, do kung fu kick celebrations and back heels and people will still rate you. I hear you. Uh, what are your feelings, Michael? You've also watched quite a few of the throwback games. Uh, what do you think might have uh, caused Yorkie to be less appreciated by the masses? Yeah, I think I think it's a as uh, this was saying it's a numbers thing because his first two seasons he did all right. In uh, he got what? Especially in the Premier League, eighteen and thirty two is all right, twenty and thirty two is all right. But I guess when you're playing, twenty thirty two is pretty good though. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the Premier League, in the Premier League, you done you done well. Mm. In the rotation of four. So, um, those two seasons, the first two seasons, he was going the job. The last two, maybe he was suffering with, um, um, especially the last season, I think, what, Van Nistelrooy came in it. Mm. Um, so, I think it was probably the season he was, he was on job. And that link up with Cole, legendary. Legendary. For Fox. me, anyway, that huge partnership with Cole. Ah. Uh, Top, yeah. top partnership. That, that's up there with some of the Premier League best. I know it was only for a short period of time, but for me, that's up there with some of the Premier League best partnerships. What are the uh, Premier League's best partnerships? Burkamp on Rui, uh, Shira Sun. No, Burkamp on Rui was 80. Burkamp on Rui was 90% on Rui. As a pair, they got uh, 45 this season. On Rui got 35, Burkamp got 10. Like, come on, man. Respect the vibrations, man. Don't come on here with that, man. <laughs> they were doing. They were, they were you guys are slandering Dennis, you know. <laughs> They're not slandering. They're not for themselves, bro. Guys are putting up two so goals. So what happens? So the names that Go on. the names that pop out my head. I I, I want a numbers to hand, but Hasselbank and Johnson is one of them. Rooney and Tevez is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rooney and Rooney and um, Van Nistelrooy is another. Um, Suarez and Sturridge is one. Oh yeah. Um, who else? Because that link up was quite nice as well. Suarez and Sturridge was nice. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Who, who I'm was, to think of who, who was City's one? It was Jekyll or somebody else. Aguero. Did did that play? I can forget the better one. How can you forget the better player? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I was trying to think here, yeah, did they play a four? I thought they... Uh, I, I was trying to think if they played a one or two. I swear they played. I swear they played a man off the front man. No, so, uh, under Mancini, they played a lot of two. No, they, they mixed up. Under Mancini, sometimes they played like four. They had two, two strikers, bro. It was like Nasri. Yeah, remember? Because they had like, at one point, they had like... Balotelli. Obviously, they weren't all at the same time. But... There's one point where they had, I think, they had Tevez as well. Tevez, remember, Tevez was doing a couple of bits of yeah. pieces as well. Yeah, he won, he won the Golden Boot one season, didn't he? Because remember, because what I remember of City under Mancini especially was, Mancini especially, they play Silva off the front, man. If they're winning, cool, whatever, finish the game off. You get to 70 minutes and they are not winning. Yank off Silva, push Yaya. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right, go win it. Go win hey, it, Yaya. Hey, that was elite, you know. That was elite. <laughs> That was elite still. That was elite. That post on Twitter the other day where apparently, like, uh, when the Yaya was an African nation, oh, Cup that here, killed me. One yeah, yeah. nil, and he came to us and he came into the change room and was like, Hey, I'm not gonna lie, yeah? you men are kind of dead without you, men are ass about Yaya. And everybody flipped out. You men are shit without Yaya. That killed me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the game's a game, lads. The game is a game. We'll talk. The game is a game. Cool. All right. 
the final question. Would you rather a football version of Jerry Krause or keep Ed Woodward if you've seen The Last Dance? Mm. Jerry Krause. Why? Jerry Krause. He was clearly a great spotter of talent. He brought them success. They were successful for a long time. No, no, he didn't bring them success. He did. MJ brought them success. Yeah, but he brought MJ. He, he, <laughs> brought, MJ brought, he, he brought MJ. He, MJ. he, he brought MJ. He brought MJ. He brought Pippin. He brought Kukoc. Yeah, cool. He didn't draft MJ. He brought Pippin. He brought Kukoc. He brought. That's two one, by the way. That's yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not two one. What did MJ win by himself? Two one. <laughs> what, yeah. what did MJ win by himself? He MJ. He, he didn't bring MJ. That's not. He that's didn't not bring a MJ. Math, that's not a, a math based issue, though, is it? Come on, man. You have a bit of class. It's a W to me. It's a W. <laughs> cool. Um, that's a W. That's a W. Obviously, he did dirty by ending the dynasty early, much earlier than it clearly needed to be uh, to be ended. But what's Ed given you for you to pick him over a man that has multiple championships? Multiple. Two three-peats. For those of you who aren't familiar with basketball, that's when you win the title three times in a row. Ferg, you also did that twice, by the way. But we don't speak on that too tough. Go on, Dissy. <laughs> um, I don't give a fuck. He had MJ. <laughs> if we had Messi, wouldn't the world need to do anything? You see what I'm saying? So I don't give a fuck. Cool. So what do you mean about um, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, let's say Pogba. This is a big, big overstatement. No, here. but R- Ronaldo was sold on the gill. So, you know, when you look at it like that, yeah, you think about, raw. Oh, we actually, we've, we, we, we sold Ronaldo, we sold Beckham, we sold uh, Venestre. We always uh, churned out new teams and new players, but we had an elite coach. It's like keeping Phil Jackson. That's the only thing. It's like basic, it's actually like David Gill, in it? So it's basically like what we've done before, but then Jerry Krause would pump Fergie at the end. So I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, I'm not, I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't yeah. be ready for that one still. Yeah, uh, didn't so know. But why would you keep Ed Woodward? That's what I'm, I'm interested in. What has Ed Woodward done to justify being kept? Pros and cons, man. What are the pros? The United Money Machine will do what hey. it does. Hey. You make me, you make, make, listen, make me chief financial officer. The money will still come in. So you get my one one against this. Yeah, get my one one against. Get my one one against this. You know. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, have you been uh, keeping up with the uh, Chicago Bulls documentary? Yeah, I finished it earlier today. Fantastic oh, sweet. documentary. Um, Great stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll have Jerry Kraft and bring that short fat guy anytime, man. All right. Uh, I'm not capping for Ed, you know. I'm not sure why you're capping for him. He ain't done nothing no, to justify no, Ed, I don't think what Ed has done that's been positive. He's, he, he's, he doesn't get the job done. He doesn't get the deal done. Like the thing, at least with Jerry, even though he can be a bit cynical of it, he's he'll savage. get the deal done. He'll get the deal done. Still. Yeah, he'll True. get the deal done. He's got, that's what, that's what you know. he's got a great eye for talent. He's got a great eye for talent. And he got a little eye for talent as well. He went all the way to what? Pick up Kuk. Ku- Kukic, that's the Kukoc, yeah, Kukoc, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kukoc, Kukoc. Come on, man, that speaks for itself. You want to pick them up and stuff. So, now, definitely, Jerry, on 
Yeah, that's an easy, that's easy question. Whoever answered, Scott, you got them on on slave deals as well. Come on, saving the money as well, saving yeah. the franchise appease as no, well. I don't, I, 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 I don't oh, you want to be paying Alexis? You want to be paying Alexis four fifty a week? Yeah. <laughs> two one to me. Two one to me. Two man. Two one to me. man. Get the fuck out of here. Go, go, go to, go to Inter. I don't see you. I don't see you anymore. Get the fuck out of my sight, man. That, take your 400 bags as well. No, that's not 2-1. That's 2-1. You, you do not want to pay Alexis Sanchez. You don't want to pay Alexis Sanchez. Listen. Yeah, go. Listen. I mean, what's that guy's name again? That pagan. Jerry Krause, yeah? Hey, rest in peace in that, yeah? All right. Jerry Krause, yeah? Jerry Krause had the best player of all time. Jerry Krause had the best player of all time. Arguably the best coach of all time. The best team of all time. And he binned it all off because of ego. Yeah, but they won though. Nah, it's a sicko story. It's a sicko. It's a yeah, sicko. he's a sicko. Sicko mode. It's, it's a sicko. It's a sicko. It's a sicko. Man binned it all off for... He's a passion merchant. Fuck it, let's have it. <laughs> and, and he, binned every, he binned everybody so I could do it again. He's a, he's a madman. He is, he's a madman. But he got the job done. He got the job done, but what? He got the job done. Where, where the wait, wait, where the balls now? I'm sorry, man. It's twenty-two years ago. Listen, this is what I hate about what man them do. Yeah. Yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy's asking where the balls now. Yeah. In the time since that documentary finished, the balls could have gotten a degree, a cheeky two-one, cause. A, Des- a Desmond, if you missed a couple of your exams, God. Listen, this this is what I this is what I hate when people do, yeah. When they say, "Oh, he won the titles," let's not come and cap, yeah. And he had the best player of all fucking time, yeah. Well, that's like, imagine, imagine. You had to put the team around him. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, I understand that. But as matter. You could put the team on a hella mad and they don't get the job done, yeah? There's only one rascal MJ, yeah? Cool. Imagine, yeah? Imagine, yeah? So, Mario, I won't use Mario as an example. Mario is the director of football for Barca, yeah? Barca have won a couple of titles, a couple of Champions Leagues. Mario's feeling himself the base, are gassing him up, yeah? He's like, all right, cool. Do you know what? We don't need Messi. We don't need Neymar. We don't need Suarez. I'm going to bend them all off and do it again. You're thinking, hold on. Messi just won Ballon d'Or last year. That's outrageous. I remember a director of football is not a football player. Like they're, they're meant to have a longer career path because what they're doing is more decision-making. It doesn't require athletic ability. So why would you have somebody who is that ridiculous? Like, I got, like they won in spite of Jerry Krause. Because they shouldn't have won the last title. Man, they wanted, do you know how much of a point you have to be where people want to retire? I think that's, I think that's 3-1 to me still. He won the titles, bro. That's 2-1 to me. All right. With that, once again, I want to thank you, lads, for coming on. Seb, thank you once again for watching the games, giving your expert analysis. Peace that cigar. Peace that cigar real quick, brother. Uh, Michael, always a pleasure. This week, come back next week. Another L. We're, hand, we're handing out L's. MJ's back, man. We're handing out L's here. MJ's back. <laughs> All right, lads. All right, peace. <laughs> Manic. 
Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sometimes saving money takes work, but when you switch to Xfinity Mobile, it's easy. You'll save hundreds a year on your wireless bill and get nationwide 5G included at no extra cost. Wow, that was easy. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Sports Social Podcast Network.